0: Well, hello, welcome to the Bold Men's Podcast. Sitting around the table today, we've got Joe Graves. <laughs> here.
1: We've got Larry
0: Hyler. Hey. And it's me, uh, John Welch. We are in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Feel free to pause this, read Colossians 3, 1 through 11, and then come back and join the fun.
1: You need like the Jeopardy music going in the background. do,
0: do, do, yeah. do. Yep, yeah, there you go. <laughs> We could do it. You load that up next week. Yeah, next week we'll work on it. All right. So, uh, Joseph, where are we here? Colossians chapter 3.
1: Yeah, we're in 3. Last week we were talking about this uh, heresy that was going around, not just in the Colossian church, but in all the churches. Uh, This idea that uh, they were trying to add to the the grace of God Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. become a Better saved person, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more more salvation, more saved, <laughs> more saved than yeah. You know, by achieving certain things and not you know observing the new moon and Sabbath day uh-huh, and all these, uh-huh. which oh, okay, but yeah, the idea was that they were they were trying to mix that in like you would mix you know water and wine together. Yeah. Uh, it's always an inferior product than the than the real thing. Uh, And Paul calls it out. And so this week, he's going to start talking about what this life of the new man looks like. And really, this is the meat and potatoes of the whole book. Mm -hmm. He's really coming down to the reason why he's writing the letter. He had to clear up this heresy, and now you're going to see why. So he's going to give the what. Of it all, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the what of it all? That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Yeah, fantastic.
1: Yeah. So we'll start in verse one, and since you all have just read this, you're you're fresh. So that's right. But we'll read it out loud. There you go. <laughs> so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So he starts right out of here, out of the gate, and he he gives this uh, to <coughs> implore them to to seek the things that are above. And I'm often reminded of this because Paul does this in every letter, right? Every single epistle that he writes, he's constantly reminding people to search after the things of God. <clears throat> and why is that?
0: Why is he constantly reminding people to search after the things of yeah, God? Because yeah. we we're, we're like that squirrel in... Yeah, uh, or that that, that uh, what was that uh, character? Ice Age. Ice Age. Yeah, yeah. A,
2: yeah. Squirrel.
1: Scrat, right? Whatever yeah. that little. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like we're we're easily distracted.
1: Yeah. See, the the natural man doesn't seek after the things of God. Mm-hmm. The natural man seeks after the things that he wants. The the things of the flesh. And um, if if you look at Philippians four eight, um, it it kind of. That that idea he says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure Whatever is lovely and commendable if there's any more excellence and is there anything praiseworthy dwell on these things you know He's constantly reminding people that they need to dwell on the things of God Whatever things are pure and holy dwell on that don't don't seek after yourself I, I feel like he's he's starting this off just to kind of set the stage. Uh, the fact that
2: if you're if you're not raised with Christ, can you seek things that are mm. above? Mm-hmm. That the fact that we are raised with Him, because yeah. Romans says we are, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. seek that which is above us. But can the lost man even? Uh, can he do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking. Yeah. You're talking about earlier about. The scales. Yeah. Or why would he? Or why would he? There you go.
1: If he doesn't see the reason right, for needing the things of God. Being in his flesh. Yes, you're right. And so a lot of uh, what we're trying to do with Christ is oddly enough to let the world know that we're all fallen and we have a need of salvation. It's such a message that you hear today in this world right now that we live in. You hear constantly, I don't need no Sky Daddy. And, you know, you, you hear this constantly, the, <laughs> the, the the idea. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I
2: don't need your. But, but, you know, I think the world, and I think the church has done a real disservice here. And I blame the church on a lot of this stuff. Because the world has done nothing wrong that we haven't done. We're all mm-hmm. David. Explains this in psalm 16 we're born in sin all of us right the the ones on the right the ones on the left they and the church wants to punish or i don't want to say punish but maybe talk down to those folks that don't see the way we do and the only reason we are is where we are because god had mercy on us and opened our eyes now we chose to follow yes but these people are blinded By the father of this age, they don't know, and we should not hold that against them. Because so once were I, right? Yes, am I right?
0: No, I think you're right, but I think the extreme is often applied to that, and the extreme is, you know, people say, well, you know, uh, why should you assume, you know, of course sinners are going to sin, and you know, those you can't assume them, you can't expect them to act like anything different because that's what they are. Oh, and I get that, yes, yes. But there's no, we shouldn't just allow that to be customary. Like, okay, that's just the way it is. No. So the extreme application of that is, again, draw drawing the strong division in between the church and the world, and 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 that's that's problematic too. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so we need to be preaching and teaching and pointing out but, why. What seems natural to the world is wrong.
2: Right. You know what and, I mean? Exactly, John. Yeah. And, and not not screaming at them and kicking rocks like the world does. Right. But loving these people the way I was before I was saved.
0: Right. But even, even still yeah, with not, that line. Not accepting. But right. even still with that line, because our language is so convoluted, you say, well, we got to love them. Well, what's that mean? Right? Yeah. The most unloving thing I can do is to enable someone to continue down their Absolutely. foolishness. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and, well, and, so, and not
1: tell people. Fully agree. Not tell people where, what, what and where they are. But, right. here, but here's, here's the issue. The, the, okay. the real issue that you're talking about, Larry, is there's been a, a degrading of the message Absol- from the church. Yes. Yeah. And where it's degraded is that they're starting to act like they don't have any sin in their life anymore. And thus, they don't need Christ anymore. You've Only the
2: world. It. You've does. said it. It's a so judgmental.
1: The, the problem isn't sharing with people that they have sin in their life. The sin is that you're acting like you don't have it. It's in your it's own. the way <laughs> the
2: Jews look down upon the Gentiles. Exact. We're the holy ones here. How dare you? Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: A great example from from everyday life. I just was. I, I just saw on social media uh, just today. Uh, a, a lady I know who was very unchurched, very anti-church, right, anti-Christian, very just a sad individual. And, and she posted that she was at a high school or middle school, I don't know, Christmas concert, band competition, something. And uh, and the family in front of her um, got up angry because whoever on the stage said happy holidays, and they said, oh, it's Merry Christmas, or something, we're, we're out of here, and they get up and they left, and and as they're getting up and leaving, they flippantly, God, it's like that. God, it's it's Merry Christmas, and she thought that's interesting. You're leaving because they didn't say Merry Christmas, and they said Happy, happy Holidays, but you, and you're leaving because of uh, because your God was dissed, but then flippantly used his name, his in, name, name, in vain. In vain. yep. I get it. That's right. this is what I'm talking that's, about. That's a gr- yeah. This is exactly that's what it. I'm
2: talking about. Yeah. We we are we are the reason. Well, I shouldn't say we, but I think that the, the only view that the world gets of the church is who look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the church or the world gets their view of Christianity, not from radio hosts, yeah. not from TV programs, but from people like me and you. Yeah. And that's why I'm just saying we need to be so careful. And that's why Paul always said, don't forget where you came from. Yeah. Right. Look who you were
1: at one time. Just like in verse 2 here, I'm not surprised when he says, set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. Yeah, it's kind of always been the case. The church has forgotten where they came from and why they need Christ. Sure, yeah. And if we forget where we come from, what are we destined to do? Well,
2: and how can the, un- how can the, how can the, the church... How can the church witness and speak to a lost world? I mean, when they are themselves—I don't want to say lost. Oh, they're lost. But, they, but they're so—we're so look—we're so, in, look, we're, we're so influenced by the world. We don't. We—it's like the ungodly trying to save the ungodly. You can't. You, they can't. They don't. The, and the church, anytime. Look, Listen, I, James I, I, is going to say here shortly. God resists the proud and anybody that puts themselves above a junkie because he's a junkie and you're not he's proud and he's he's proud of the fact of something he did which he did nothing it's what God has done in us and i think the humility is missing from our whole message
0: there's a humility yeah but there's also a reality that needs like
2: John we've all made bad <laughs> we've choices, all made absolute yes absolutely choices. yeah
0: but um but we don't continue to
2: make that's right, that's right. Choices, but but right. Why, where does where does all that even come from? You said him,
0: well, his so there's, invasion
2: there's- into my life and opening my eyes to the truth. Now there's an acceptance, absolutely. There's, but I mean, if 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 I'm listening to the guy on the street corner, you're going to hell. Look at I mean, and listening to the, all that nonsense it's flying around. It's almost as bad as like you were saying earlier about the I don't need a sky daddy. It's almost as bad when the church gets out there and preaches um judgment.
0: Well, so I don't think the church does that though. And let me throw this out as a as a caveat as well. I think I think we probably need to be careful about dissing the church too much because that is the bride of Christ. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And so
2: it's full of sick people though. It's full of, Yeah,
0: sure, certainly it's full. it's full of sick people. Uh and it's those sick that need a doctor, yes, right? That's right. And so, yes, but we need to remember that it's the church is the bride oh, of Christ.
2: Hey, hey listen, listen I, Don't don't get me wrong. You guys know. I know that. I, I'm just saying, clear.
0: I, I know where we stand, but yeah. for our listener to, to yeah, understand, I'm, I'm that sorry if I kind we're of, upholding the yes, church absolutely. because it is the bride of Christ, and just like don't ever misunderstand don't, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Don't talk bad about my wife. I'll pop oh, you in the mouth. I'm just saying. Don't don't you talk don't bad about to, you don't Jesus. Go there. Right
2: but our mes- uh, maybe I should set our message and how our message is
0: we can often be hypocritical yeah right yeah. and that's kind of your point judgmental y- yes
2: and no, you know and that that is I think the in today's society it's changed it's it's changed fervently in the last 10 years.
0: What do you mean by that?
2: People don't want to don't judge me don't tell well, me
0: well, right but yeah. isn't the job of the church to judge?
2: the the job of the church is to share the job of the church is to share. Who we were and who we are now. Who we were, who we are now, because of Christ. And and now they,
1: now that Larry, when you do that, they say, "Well, that's good for you." My reality is this. That's fine, but you've done your job. Not really. Not uh not until you show them. That you under that that not only do you need Christ, but they have a need for Christ in their life. Oh, I, I, and that's part of what Ray Comfort's ministry is all about is is showing people through the things through the law that always that the law. we all have a yes. need for salvation because yes. we've all offended the, the oh, mighty yeah, God. Yeah. but that's not what we're talking about today. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I'm verses. sorry. I apologize. <laughs> in, in these <laughs> verses. Paul's trying to remind the the blessed church of God (laughs) that they need to keep turning their face back to Christ. He's reminding them this, and he's going to say some pretty profound stuff in this next little section, verses 3 and 4. He said, For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears and you also will appear with him in glory. What's that mean? Yeah, what, <laughs> what's going on here, Paul? Um, he says, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ. How, how did we die is the first question I would ask when we're picking this apart. How did we die? He says, for you died. Okay. Well, you were buried with him in,
2: in death, in and baptism, raised in a right? walk in a new way of life. How?
1: How through the
2: Holy Spirit, through His work on the cross. Uh, we
1: got to use the word baptism here. We died with Christ in baptism, right? Buried with Him, yes. Raised in Romans, newness of life. Romans, Romans six, Romans six so four. Let's be yes. very specific about this. Yep. Paul is making a reference to baptism here. Yep. So that is how our life is hidden with hidden Christ with in Him, God. and
2: that's yeah. another thing. When people see us, they should see an image. <coughs> some sort of image
0: right correct yeah and this is the, the, the old debate when it comes to baptism is you know putting too much emphasis in it or not enough and that's where I kind of fall on the side of uh, we need to put an appropriate amount of emphasis it's not magic water uh, you know as Peter would say uh, it's not water uh, that, that's magic or some other way uh, but Paul very clearly indicates both here and and in Romans six, a baptism is a part of the salvific process, brother. And by saying a, that,
1: it's where the rubber meets the road in in your walk it's, with Christ.
0: It's where the rubber meets. Yeah, uh, it's where in, in, a, you know,
1: in simple terminology, it's where you're going to get traction in, in your life. Because what happens during baptism, you are buried in death, and you do rise again. That's your hope in life. And not only that, where the real rubber meets the road, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we, if we look at the teaching in the New Testament, we see a couple different images here in regards to baptism. First, the, the first sermon preached on the day of Pentecost, people are cut to the heart, what shall we do? And Peter says, repent, every one of you, and be baptized. Now, we've often, in the Christian church, we've often focused on the baptism aspect of it, and we've neglected the repentance part, Absolutely. Right? We'll all agree on that. <laughs> Absolutely. We, it, the, it, repentance <laughs> needs to be emphasized more and more, right? Because often we just shoot Repent. them out the door and we got that's wet centers. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wet centers, that's <laughs> right, yeah. And so we've treated it like ho- holy water in, in the past, but we need to understand, or uh, magic water in the past, but we need to understand repentance is the first step of that phase. Repentance means to turn away, a, about face, fight the other direction, change teams that you're, on uh, yep. two invading armies, you're changing teams, you're a betrayal of sinful and self-interest and now you're working under the commission and the command of the king. Um, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for
1: the remission of your sins,
0: the forgiveness of your sins, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. The the Holy Spirit. So that clause, like clause there, for uh, 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 results in two other things, forgiveness of your sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here in Colossians, we have the same picture again. And it starts off in verse 1, you've been raised with Christ. Yep. Well, when's that raising happen? Well, it's in the waters of baptism. Look down and then he says for you died and your life is life is hidden with Christ I love that idea of hidden yeah, buried it mean to be with, hidden right? with Christ right yeah yeah you're covered in it and so yeah. here's the thing praise God when God looks at me and you and, and and Larry he he sees Larry in all his sinfulness covered in the blood of Christ we're not hiding our sinfulness from God in Christ no. we're covering it shielding yep. it yep. Uh, um, because of the blood of Christ
1: I think the ultimate thing that baptism does as mentioned in verse four he says when christ who is your life appears (laughs) yeah and we'll finish that verse in just a second but have we taken our walk with christ seriously enough Mm. that we realize that christ is the only life we have Mm. we had no life within us we were dead when he says we were dead in our sins that means no heartbeat, guys. Dead on arrival, you had no life. And to be raised, and now Christ is the life in us. It's our only life. Yeah. Have, if you've not come to that realization yet, Paul is saying something very profound here, that out of the waters of baptism, out of repentance, and out of understanding what Christ is in your life now, you have gained life. Yeah. And that's
0: it. Life abundant, Jesus would describe it as in John yes. ten.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's profound. It's a profound statement. I still I mean, haven't wrapped my brain completely around it, but.
0: Um, can I throw out an application for that? Go ahead. I've heard a phrase like this recently: "All of Christ for all of life." And here's the application of this principle: that's that's being, you know Christ who is your life. If Christ is my life. All of Christ, first of all, in our world today, that means we need to quit apologizing for what the Bible clearly teaches. There's no, there's yeah. no reason there's to no apologize. That, oh, Listen, there, yeah. God's word is God's word. That's right. Quit apologizing for it. Yeah. Quit soft-pedaling. Well, what God really meant Real, was, oh, you know, gosh, shut up. Oh, gosh, No, yeah. the word of God is the word of God, so quit back-pedaling and soft-selling the word of God. Don't yeah. apologize for yeah. all of Christ, yeah. all of his words. Yeah. Uh, In John chapter, what, 17, he talks about abide in my word. How can we abide in his word if we're apologizing for what he said? No, that's insane. Uh, uh, The the second part of that is all of Christ for all of life, for every aspect of our life. So whether it's the political arm of our life or our relationship with our spouse or relationship with our kids in every aspect of our life, Christ needs to be preeminent.
2: He needs to be driving it. And I think that should be said of us. It, it, you know, you hear should. people say, "Well, you know, that's his sports; that's his life, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. music; that's his life." And it should be said of us at Christ: "That's my life." That's, <laughs> so, that's, that's our life.
0: I sat down this past Thursday. Uh, my Thursday afternoon um, um, office is the cigar lounge in Lexington. Y'all know that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're crazy man uh, with with my yeah. Now this this past week, we sat down. Within two minutes, we we sit down, we start talking. Uh hey Jerry. How are you, Hey John? It's good to see you again. We start and within two, three, four minutes tops, we're talking about the Lord. We're talking about the Bible. We're talking about different things we've been reading and studying and with it being christmas uh uh season, we were talking about the genealogy of Jesus and you know some stuff there and uh and the cigar owner comes by and he is a open he's open to Christianity. He could probably uh, call himself a Christian. He would probably call himself that. I get it. But he comes by and he says, Dag on and starts using some profanity with us. You guys are at it again? Within five minutes, you all are already talking? I mean, come on, really? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, brother, it's
2: who, yeah, I am. It's who we are. That's right. There you and, go. And, and my buddy
0: Jerry started laughing. He said, yeah, well, what else are we going to talk about? Nothing else is important. That's you know, that's exactly and And, that, and that's it. Here. It's all of Christ for all of life. It's
2: Christ, yes. it should flow out of you permeate
0: I mean there's no there's no question so so it impacts every relationship it comes up in every topic every
2: conversation and
0: here's one of the things that's been recurring in my mind especially with the Christmas season approaching all of Christ all of life Christ who is your life he says here if Christ were my true life if he were our true life then we would believe his words a heck of a lot more, and we would live a lot differently.
1: Oh, you you got that right. You know what I'm saying? You got that so, absolutely. So
0: right. I shared this a couple weeks ago in a sermon, but, I, but but it's been hitting me so hard. This Christmas season is a time of anticipation where we look forward to the to to Christmas. We we build up for it. We decorate our houses and trees and yada 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 buy gifts. And but then often what happens is as Christmas Day comes and it gets there and we say, okay, that was it. You all have been there, right? Mm, we'll I have. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll we'll spend you know money for our kids, and well, they're going to be so awesome. They're they're going to be so excited, and they're going to you know, dad, you're the best dad ever. And we'll, so we'll we'll save up all year, and we'll buy whatever toy it is, whatever thing it is, and and, and then it's sitting there underneath the tree, being ignored while they play with boxes, and you know, hide under the gift wrap. And what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like that? It's this awesome. is it. This is this is what it's about. We leave ourselves. Uh, uh, unimpressed with with Christmas.
1: We we as Christians are so open to other avenues for pleasure that we don't even realize that Christ is the pleasure in our life. Is it's where the true it's where the true joy comes from in our life. It yeah. should you know
0: and and here's the thing if we lived with that type of expectancy yeah then our lives would look a lot different. We would hold on a lot looser of some things and hold on a lot tighter other things. We would avoid a lot of the stupid in our lives because we would expect, as God's Word promises, Christ's uh, his return at any point. And Thessalonians, that's doing a sermon uh, uh, for a funeral Friday. And uh, and one of the things I, I shared there was the church in Thessalonica was really struggling with what happens to our friends who have died. And you're know you know, you're familiar with the passage. Right. What happens to the those who have died and Christ hasn't returned? What's, go, what's going to happen to them? And so Paul is addressing that topic. But I share with him, I said, I really am envious of this church who lives with that much expectancy. Yeah, right. They yeah, expected always, him at any uh, time to right. return. And I thought, man, what, have we missed the ball? Yeah. What if we expected at any moment Christ to rip open the skies? I do, kind of. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we, I uh, contemplate. That I mean, I would think that smart. would
0: change most of our lives so drastically yeah. if we live with that type of expectancy at
1: any point. We have to live with such a duality though in in our life to function as as a human being alive in this world today and yet living with that expectation. There's there's a duality that we're, where we are and, and and not yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we have yeah. to balance that and yeah. it, and it's hard as a Christian. Yeah. But Look in the last part of verse 4 there. Uh, it's, it's the culmination of what baptism really is. He says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in mm. glory. That is the culmination, the resurrection, the culmination of what baptism symbolizes. Yeah, That newness of life that we raise up. And on that day when we raise and he appears and we appear with him in glory, that that... Entire section there, verses 1 through 4, is like this application version of what baptism is without actually saying the word, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
0: And then look at the tense of these of these words here. Right. In verse 1, Future tense. you have been raised with Christ. If you've been raised with Christ, that's something that's been done to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 5, uh, you will appear with—I'm uh, sorry. Uh, verse 3, for you have died. Um, Past tense. Yeah. And then verse 5, put to death, therefore. Whoa, whoa. In all these other tenses, it's been done to me or done for me, uh-huh. but now I have a job. Right. In verse 5. There's, now I've got to do something, put to death, therefore.
1: When we see that, therefore, it, it shows that the things that he talked about before are the reason for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we need to take that in consideration because Christ is your life. We have to put to death those things in our, in our earthly nature. Sexuality, immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desire, and greed, which is idolatry, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he lists these things that we should be actively putting to death. Yeah. How do you put things to death in your life like that, John? Listen, stop. <laughs> I know your, your favorite catchphrase is, knock yeah, yeah. it yeah, off. Yeah. Stop. stop it. Just, yeah. yeah, I love I, that.
0: I, I mean, you, you put to death those things because you've got to weigh and measure those things, right? Uh, you, you've, it, it's a, it's a constant pursuit.
1: You know, this is a partial list. Uh, it's not sure. it's not Exhausted, an all yeah. exhaustive list. Uh, you you go back into First Corinthians six uh, nine and ten. You know, and you get a more more complete. Yet, it's not exhaustive. There are other lists that add to it. And so, the, the point is, if it's not life in Christ, and you're going back to these things that you did before you had life in Christ. It's probably on this list. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. You, and you're uh you, you know, and of course like, you
0: have the, the you know the top tier the the uh the reigning champions of all that thing. sexual immorality, impurity, right. passion, evil desire, covetousness. Right. I mean that's you know, that's low hanging fruit. That's something we're all prone to desire. All they're there. all in there. They're all they're all false in that they promise joy but leave you robbed. Empty, you know what I mean? Empty. empty. Flat, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And loathing yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because you're sinning against yourself with those type of sins, uh, you, you're, you're definitely uh, low-hanging fruit, John. You said it perfectly. Um, We've all
0: walked in them, as he points out in verse 7. We've all walked in those when you were living in them. <clears throat> yeah, he says, because, because of
1: these, <throat> God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And once you walked in these things, when you were living in them, uh, but now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old <clears throat> the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge or according to the image of your creator. You know, he talks about this like it's a garment almost. Yep. yep. You know? Like it's something you can take off yep. and put on a new garment. But is it that that simple in our life? Hmm. Could it be? Could it be as, as simple as selling out to Christ and saying, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore?
0: I mean, it's definitely uh, simple in that uh, it doesn't take much to do these things. But it's ongoing; it's constant effort, without a doubt. Right,
1: and is the attack ever going to stop? No. Yeah,
0: no. You're always going to have to choose. You know, it's you know the idea of love, right? All three of us, we love our wives, right? Sometimes love is butterflies in the in the belly, but more times than not, it's the choice of love, right? When we say "I love," that's a verb; it's a choice that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, I you. Know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies in any marriage, right? So, without a doubt, there's always going to be some type of waves in our ocean of, of, of marriage. Um, but the we choice to love is a constant choice to do that. You're right? correct. You've always got to choose that because that's the decision you've made and that's the, the path for you forward. The same thing's true when it comes to not loving other things. I have to choose to love here and choose to not love here, right? Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. It's a constant, ongoing choice. Mm, no, I've, I've been buried with Christ. I've been united with him uh, into the newness of life. And so now I'm putting off, I'm putting to death the, the desires of, of sexual immorality or, or uh, uh, evil desire, covetousness, whatever these things that are that are.
1: I, 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 think, for me. I think another way you could look at that is you're either choosing to love God or you're choosing to sin.
2: You know, I think guys. sin is a choice as well. We, love yeah. and yeah.
1: sin are like polar yeah. opposites.
2: Yeah. You know, I think when these things surge into your life and they do all of us, I think what <laughs> uh, what trips up most people, I to myself, we linger in things.
1: Mm. Oh, don't we?
2: And instead of just say that's put that yeah. out, you know, shut that door. <laughs> we link. We like. Well, that's not sinful yet.
0: Yeah. And, and how close to the edge yeah, can I get right. to that? Exactly. You know, when I was a mm-hmm. middle school minister for a couple of years, I remember every February during Valentine's Day season, I would do a purity. Yep, we did a couple we did of weeks, right? We and I'd have boys and girls, and you know, and without a doubt, I always had the boys, and I'd talk to them about the, you know, the, the 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 choice for sexual purity happens long before the opportunity for sexual impurity happens. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The choice. To pursue purity always happens long before the opportunity for impurity. And uh, what, what do you mean? I said, listen, if you're on the couch with a girl, yep, <laughs> the time has passed for making the decision. Yep. you know, yep. you've got to get up and flee. Yep. right. There's no it's time to run. You know, yeah. um, the choice for purity happens long before right. you're right. on that couch, and you say, hey, I'm not going to find myself in a position to be on the couch. Right. That's where the Path of purity happens. That's yeah. where those choices intentional, happen.
1: intentional. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Listen, the the yeah. Christian life is all about discipline, guys, yes. and
2: intentionality.
0: And yes. so,
1: and so, here Paul is is actually saying this. If you look at these two lists, the the list of sin up here, uh, you know, sexual immorality and impurity, lust, evil desire, and then you look at the second list down here in verse eight, where he says, "Now, now that you we know you don't want to walk in these anymore." Put these things away from you. And he doesn't talk about putting sexual immorality away. He doesn't talk about, you know, lust and things like that. What does he talk about? He's talking about the precursors to a lot of these things that we mm-hmm. deal with, right? He's talking about slander and wrath and malice and filthy language <laughs> from your mouth. He's he's talking about, you know, if you give an inch, yeah, you're going to give a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If That's you good. open the door to that, if you crack the door to these sins, that door just going to fly straight open because of your past experience. Mm-hmm. And it's been true in my life. If I, if I leave that door cracked just a little bit to allow some of the bad words or uh-huh, of uh-huh. all of a sudden all this stuff comes back into my life and and I have to start over mm-hmm. from ground one. So Paul is very wise in saying, don't even crack the door, guys. Don't even leave an inch open in your life. Begin practicing these things, yeah. And then the other things that seem impossible, well, God will honor that, and yeah. and He'll start to help you to walk in those things. But you have to do your part, right? At least do a well, keep the door shut. On
0: yeah, there. absolutely. And, and here's and here's the big thing that we that while we're separating it in two, there's a big thing that we have to understand here is, um. We're not just putting off, but we're replacing. That's right. You know, Remember the uh, account where Jesus talks about the demons and uh, the house is cleansed. Jesus tells us the house is cleansed of the demons. Uh, But if it's not refilled with something else, the demon will come back with seven more. Right? Even more.
1: Well, that's what he says in verse 10 here. Right? He says, and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your creator. Right? This... This image of Christ is now firmly fixed in your mind. You're putting off these things, but as you said, you're replacing it with the image of Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and we'll talk more about that next week in, Absolutely. in the podcast, <laughs> about that putting on, right? Mm-hmm. But It's important to understand. Sometimes we get so focused on putting off, putting off, putting off, that our attention is drawn to that which is yep. being put off. Well, you really and did a good job about in that, that sermon yeah. years
1: ago, John, where you talked about... It, We've if, talked about
0: it a lot. We You, we have, you can't it, focus on those things.
1: If you get your eyes off the target, you're <clears throat> mm-hmm. going to sin. You're going to miss the target. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's that's my personal issue with all the recovery world, right? Because that's right. Their focus is on abstinence or not abstinence, um, uh, the lack of substance abuse or use. Well, I've been sober for blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah, but have you been well? <laughs> you know, that's that's the issue, right? Don't find yourself your identity in what you haven't contributed to or in, but find your identity in Christ. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Quit focusing on how long you've been dry. Right. And keep
2: like. And I think the message you're talking about too. Well, if it's the same one, not looking back.
1: Yeah, you uh, can't look back.
2: Always looking forward and looking up. But even
1: even even if you're not looking back. If you're not focusing on the target, and not moving toward oh, yeah. that, you're going to veer yeah, off course, yeah. right? Yeah, you have. And before to, you know it, yeah. you're you're backwards again. Right. Yeah. That's, it, so. it, That's it right. makes so much sense. Yeah,
2: you just do a big circle right mm-hmm. back to the yeah. 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 So, yeah.
1: so he says in verse eleven, in Christ there is not Greek or Jew, or circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free. And then he makes a profound statement. Here that I don't think any of us can wrap our brain around, but he says Christ is all, and in all. That's a deep statement
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: because he's he's a, a equivalent. He's basically said here: there's nothing but Christ. There's nothing in front of us now but Christ. You got two choices: to live for the world and the flesh, which is death. Death. Or to live for Christ, which is life. life. Yeah.
2: There is no other option. That's
1: right. That's it. Yeah. And the great deception in this world is that there are thousands of choices. Yeah.
0: Well, that or the great deception is that Christ is just one of the choices. One of the thousands. Like, of, yeah. Well, and, I'm a Christian, but I don't let that influence my politics.
2: Well, then you're not much of a Christian. No, no. that's right. That, <laughs> hey. Well, right? That's a... That's a t-
1: so... In my opinion, so true, John. The church has lost its focus. If they've, if they've really done anything that's, that's truly wrong, they've lost their focus off of Christ. Well, gotten more involved in rules and regulations well, and, and trying to regulate Christ. I,
2: I think what John is saying is probably the most important thing to take away from this part of the scripture here mm-hmm. is that if it's not influencing you top to bottom, Left to in right, out. completely. Then you you need to you need right. to really take a look at who you think you really are. It's
1: good stuff. Yeah, yeah. How stuff. can it not
2: influence your decisions and your decision making and your yeah. your going and your coming? Yeah. You're lying down. You're rising up.
0: If Christ is in all and is all, <laughs> then it should okay. be all of Christ for all of life. Yeah. That's it, right? And, and, like every every aspect of. Now, listen, do I always do that perfectly? Certainly not. No, we don't. I mean, that's what what church was it in Revelation that lost Laodicea, lost his first love? Right? Right. Like, you've done good things? Is is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Laodicea, no, they... Which church uh, was it? Yeah, it was Laodicea. I think it was Sardis, wasn't
0: it? I don't know. Anyway, one of those churches, the condemnation was, hey, you've been doing good things. And, and, he you're really, feeding and he really the community. talked him
1: up. He really talked yeah. him up. Listen, you're doing
0: great. The yeah, home, the shelter, are, you're, you're doing good yeah, with the soup kitchen. You're doing good and investing in all this. And you're doing great service things, but, but this I hold against you. You yeah, lost
2: your first love. Wow, man.
0: Like you've lost your, your, your <laughs> the Christ in and all, you know, that's why I'm so tired of, again, that here's John's rant for the moment. It I'm so Ephesus. Ti- Ephesus. Thank you. Um, he, he there's so many good civil servant opportunities here's a an easy example back 10 years ago one of the big movements in the church world were, were tom shoes do you remember those yep Tom's shoes they did good stuff right many you buy ago, you buy, you buy a pair of shoes and they, and a they, pair of shoes is donated somewhere in yep. africa or something yep. right good good thing right And you had primarily young adult, college-age people flocking to Thomas. That was a cool shoe to wear because it was making a difference in the world. But here's the question. Uh, uh, Where is the gospel in it?
2: Where is the message?
0: Where was the message in it? You've done good service. You're doing good work. But is it void from the message of Christ? And that's where we have to watch ourselves. That's where the church in Ephesus uh, struggled. That's where we struggle as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, guys, it's been good having you this week, and uh, we're going to take a couple weeks off. So it will be in the new year before we record another one. But when I'm going miss do, you guys. I know, right? But yeah, man, hey. uh, you know, I'm I'm sure we'll survive. I,
0: I
2: don't know if I will. <laughs> it w- we will
1: languish. Well, but what, I guess. <laughs> what a what a
2: what a great time of the year, though. Yes. Oh yeah. To take this little piece of scripture, and you know. Focus on that for the next few weeks going the new year. And if you're not where you want to be, you can be. Yeah. If you allow Christ and the Holy Spirit to do His work in your life and let Christ be all and in all.
0: All of Christ for all of Christmas. There hey, you go. All oh, right. Oh, that's and then good. let that spill over into life. <laughs> yeah. 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 All absolutely. the rest of Thanks, your life.
1: Thanks, Joe. Love you guys. Love you Adios. Adios.